the world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. It's another time of the week that I am coming to you with another message from the Lord. Today, the scripture for this podcast is the book of Jonah, chapter 1, verse 4 to 16. But as the ship was sailing along, suddenly the Lord flung a terrible wind over the sea, causing a great storm that threatened to send them to the bottom. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. And all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold. So the captain went down after him. What do you mean? He roared. Sleeping at a time like this? Get up and cry to your God and see if he will have mercy on us and save us. Then the crew decided to draw straws to see which of them had offended the gods and cursed this terrible storm. And Jonah drew the short one. What have you done, they asked, to bring this awful storm upon us? Who are you? What is your work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? And he said, I am a Jew. I worship Jehovah, the God of heaven, who made the earth and sea. Then he told them he was running away from the Lord. The men were terribly frightened when they heard this. Oh, why did you do it? They shouted. What should we do to you to stop the storm? For it was getting worse and worse. Throw me out into the sea, he said, and it will become calm again. For I know this terrible storm has come because of me. They tried harder to row the boat ashore, but couldn't make it. The storm was too fierce to fight against. Then they shouted out a prayer to Jehovah, Jonah's God. O Jehovah, they pleaded. Don't make us die for this man's sin, and don't hold us responsible for his death, for it is not our fault. You have sent this storm upon him for your own good reason. Then they picked up Jonah and threw him overboard into the raging sea, and the storm stopped. The men stood there in awe before Jehovah, and they sacrificed to him and vowed to serve him.
Join me as I bring this podcast to the Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I thank you once more for another privilege to be able to bring your word to the world. And Lord, I ask today that you will sanctify the sound of my voice as I speak, O Lord, over this podcast unto your people. And Lord, I pray that you will also illuminate the understanding of the listeners of NUMA podcast today. Lord, I pray that your word will come, O Lord, such that it will heal the people's heart and bring people closer to you so that in the end god they will understand the reason for this message today and i thank you because i know that you have answered these prayers in the name of jesus christ our lord amen the title of this podcast is The need for spiritual jettison. The need for spiritual jettison. Every year I review my life as part of the spiritual journey that I am on. Because I reckon that as a follower of Jesus Christ, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, I am on a journey that has eternal consequences and yet characterized by experiences that has the predisposition to rechat my progress away from the intended heaven. Hence, the auspicious title, The Need for Spiritual Jettison. This is because Romans chapter 14 verse 12 categorically states that each of us will give an account of himself to God. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, this is serious because when the eternal chips are down, it will be onto the individual to give account of his or her stewardship to the one who had created him or her. To consider the subject, I am going to employ fretting terminology, jettison. You may have heard or used the word jettison before now. The word jettison is the intentional act of throwing overboard of cargoes or of part of the vessel's superstructure to lighten a vessel so as to stabilize it during turbulence. This action is also known as voluntary sacrifice. In the same way, spiritual jettison is needed to enable us lighten up cargoes that are unnecessary in our lives and things that could be potentially harmful to our work with God. We do this by constantly testing ourselves as the Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse number 5. It says this, Test yourself and find out if you really are true to your faith. If you pass the test, you will discover that Christ is living in you. But if Christ isn't living in you, you have failed. There are so many things in our lives for which we have to carry out this test on. 
They include but not limited to our personal or secret conducts, such as our thought processes. For instance, if you sow a thought, you will reap an action. If you sow an action, you will reap a habit. If you sow a habit, you will reap a character. If you sow a character, you will reap a destiny. If you sow a destiny, you will reap eternity. And you don't want to be in eternity where Jesus Christ is not. The whole point of following Jesus is to be able to meet him in the end. When we are called after this life. That is the only reason, the main reason why we follow Christ. There are also some unhealthy or toxic relationship we may be a part of. This could be the type of friendship we keep. Some people mistake association with fellowship. For example, you could associate with those of different faiths, values, and not fellowship with them because fellowship is intimate and binding while association is not. Some relationships can easily lead you to eternal damnation, no matter how beautiful it may appear. These kind of relationships are those with people who have negative influences upon your life. The book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 22 to 23 has this to say, Don't have anything to do with evil. I pray that God who gives peace will make you completely holy and may your spirit, soul, and body be kept healthy and faultless until the Lord Jesus Christ returns. As I said earlier, the life we live is a journey, but I want you to imagine you are traveling as a part of a crew or even a passenger of a cargo ship, fully loaded to capacity. And then came a heavy storm, threatening to destabilize and eventually capsize the vessel. And all that has to be done to save the ship is to jettison some of the cargoes on board the vessel. The cargoes are considered precious, or in terms of the superstructure of the vessel, they form critical parts of the vessel, but still needs to be jettisoned. How would you respond to the situation like this? Would you, because of the preciousness of the cargo, and sink with the ship, or rather jettison the cargo, be alive and face the consequence? The scripture is clear in Matthew chapter 5, verse 29 to 30. This is what it says. Let's not pretend this is easier than it is really is. If you want to live a morally pure life, here is what you have to do. You have to blind your right eye the moment you catch it in a lossful leer. You have to choose to leave one-eyed or else be dumped on a moral trash pile. And you have to chop off your right hand the moment you notice it raised threateningly. Better a bloody stomp than your entire being discarded for good in the dump. While this should not be considered word for word, 
it is sufficient for us to understand that it is always better to jettison anything that might put you in jeopardy and away from your desired end, and in this case, eternity with Jesus Christ, albeit difficult. The key text for this podcast, that is Jonah chapter 1 verse 4 to 16, is a picture of a scenario where sailors have had to make difficult and regrettable decisions to save their ship and by extension their lives. The story began with a prophet Jonah refusing a divine special assignment to go to Nineveh. Instead, he headed out to the wrong direction to Tarshish, apparently to escape from the presence of the Lord. But he was wrong, as he was to find out later. Although Jonah is the central character of the unfolding story of our key text today, the activities and actions of these unbelieving sailors is the focus of this podcast, as it aptly demonstrates the actions we need to take from time to time to ensure stability of our earthly vessels for the onward journey to eternity. Verse number 4 of chapter 1 of the book of Jonah states, But as the ship was sailing along, suddenly the Lord flung a terrific wind over the sea, causing a great storm that threatened to send them to the bottom. This is Numa Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. Brothers and sisters, in this verse, we see that it was the Lord who was the causative factor of this stormy situation the sailors found themselves in. That, though, is not as important as the reason for the storm in the first place. My brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, whenever there is a turbulence in your life, Rather than worry about why the storm is there, you should instead find the reason for why God permits the storm. Maybe there is something in your life that you need to deal with. Maybe there is something you need to jettison as we will find out soon. Verse number 5 said, Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods, for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. And all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hole. Here, the sailors realized they had to do something drastic, something quickly to save their ship and their lives. They did what they could do by throwing the cargo overboard to lighten up the ship. Still, nothing happened. Nature was not at peace. They resorted to prayers. To what gods, I'm not sure. The point is this. They prayed. They probably did a head count and remembered that there was this guy from Joppa who boarded their vessel, but he was now missing from the assembly. The next verses, that is 6 and 7, states, So the captain went down after him. What do you mean? He roared, 
sleeping at a time like this? Get up and cry to your God and see if he will have mercy on us and save us. Then the crew decided to draw straws to see which of them had offended the gods and cursed this terrible storm. And Jonah drew the short one. Here again, every option is on the table. They found Jonah on Petob about the raging storm. The captain was furious about Jonah's nonchalant attitude and ordered him to get up and assist in finding the solution. Unknown to the captain, the very object of their trouble was standing right before him. Brothers and sisters, sometimes the cause of your problem might be right before you and yet you jump from altar to altar and uh, from prophet to prophet and from church to church. This is why you need spiritual jettison so as to offload the cargo in your life that is threatening to overturn your ship. The sailors casted lots, it fell on Jonah, and yet it was for his sake that they were all in trouble and about to sink to the bottom of the sea. Something had to be done to calm the sea. Verses 8-11 to 11 has this to say. They interrogated Jonah. What have you done, they asked, to bring this awful storm upon us? Who are you? What is your work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? And he said, I am a Jew. I worship Jehovah, the God of heaven, who made the earth and the sea. Then he told them he was running away from the Lord. The men were terribly frightened when they heard this. Oh, why did you do it? They shouted, what should we do to you to stop the storm? For it was getting worse and worse. The sailors asked Jonah for his CV and why for his sake they were experiencing such terrible storm. Jonah not only introduced himself but also his God who he claimed made the earth and sea. At least the sailors had the chance to hear about this God. But hearing about God, who is the master of the universe, was not enough to calm the storm as it was getting out of hand. So they asked him again, what should we do to you to stop the storm? Verses number 12 to 13, Jonah, who was the offending humanoid cargo, said, Throw me out into the sea, and it will become calm again. For I know this terrible storm has come because of me. They tried harder to row the boat ashore, but couldn't make it. The storm was too fierce to fight against. Brothers and sisters, on Jonah's mind, he wanted more to die than to go to preach to those wicked Ninevites. A strained action for a preacher to be angry that his listeners would repent of their sins. In one way, Jonah was right. He knows God's judgment as well as God's mercy. But he would rather have God punish the Ninevites than for them to escape the wrath of God because the Ninevites were great enemies of the Israelites. And you find this in Nahum chapter 3 verse number 1 to 5. There lies the root of Jonah's resistance to this special assignment to the 
citizens of Nineveh. In those moments, the animosity between Jonah and the Ninevites were irrelevant to the desperate sailors. All they wanted at this point was for the sea to calm down. Jonah asked to be jettisoned. However, the whole principle of jettisoning something rests on the value of the judgment of the captain. In the same way, what we choose to keep and what we choose to jettison in life matters as they may have eternal consequences. The sailors were reluctant to throw Jonah overboard because they appreciate the value of life compared to inanimate cargoes. Human beings are creatures of choice. Every day we make choices, some simple and some difficult, but we must, as a matter of fact, make them anyway. We may choose not to make certain choices because of the values we hold. However, when it pertains to eternity, we must be prepared to jettison whatever it is that needed to go. The final part of our text for this podcast, that is verses number 14 to 16, shows us the actions of the sailors that eventually led to the coming of the storm. It says, Then they shouted out a prayer to Jehovah, Jonah's God. O Jehovah, they pleaded, Don't make us die for this man's sin, and don't hold us responsible for his death, for it is not our fault. You have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. They picked up Jonah and threw him overboard into the raging sea. The storm stopped. The men stood there in awe before Jehovah and they sacrificed to him and vowed to serve him. I would like to call these prayers a prayer of disclaimer. They said, in other words, we do not want to hurt anyone. We do not want to kill anyone. But we believe you are right in doing what you have done by sending the storm. To save ourselves, we will jettison the culprit, Jonah. And jettison they did. And the storm ceased. Peace returned again. The sailors offered sacrifice in worship to the God of Jonah. As I conclude, brothers and sisters, this podcast today, I want to remind listeners that whatever we do, we must remember that there is a need for spiritual jettison in the life of the believer and that it is really important to spiritual growth as we continue the journey to eternity. So let me complete this podcast with this beautiful passage of the scriptures from the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 to 3 using the message translation of the Bible. Here is what it says. You see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we did better get on with it, strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we are in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed, that exhilarating finish in and with God. 
he could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And now he is there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. With this, brothers and sisters, I would say, may the Lord continue to bless you in your endeavor to continue to work with him. And as I encourage you that you need spiritual jettison sometimes, all the time and always. Let us pray again. My Lord and my God, I thank you again that you have given me another opportunity to come before your presence. And Father, your word has come to your people, Lord, as you give them to me. And Lord, I pray today that this word will sink down in their system, in my system, and together we will continue to fight our way through until the day we meet you face to face. Thank you, Lord, that in our lives, whatever that is there that is difficult for us to jettison, I pray, God, that you will help us, God. Help my brothers and my sisters around the world as we seek to serve you, Lord, without weight, trusting in you for everything that we need to do to make sure that we are able to make it to heaven. In the name of Jesus Christ, the one who died for us and is coming back again to take us home. Amen. There's a place where sin and shame are powerless. And where my heart has peace with God and forgiveness, where all the love I've ever found comes like a flood, comes
listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.